It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome in, everybody. How was your weekend? Hopefully solid. We had an interesting weekend in the Brown household. The first big bike accident. Tried to do the old slam dance her face off the curb here, my daughter. But she's okay, everybody. She's okay. All right, we're back. And now it's like 104. But it's always a great day in the Black Hills. You know that. South Dakota Sports Talk Show ready to roll. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. That's the only play-by-play I'm going to give you when uh, my daughter slam dances her face off the curb. That's the only play-by-play you're going to get. Other than that, we're going to get into the good stuff tonight. What do we got? Home run derby tonight? Little home run derby. Some of you like it. Some of you love it. Some of you, eh, you could take it or leave it. I do like the new format that they've changed here over the years, right? The home run derby. I like the format where you go head-to-head. You're in a bracket. You kind of advance that way. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm going to make my pick here just for a little fun. On a Monday, I'll make my home run derby pick tonight. Actually, I think I'm going to lay out who's going to be in the championship round facing each other. Um, I'll get into that. We will get an update from the All-Star Game. Ryan Spader, Major League Baseball analyst. He will join us, break down the first half of the season and more. Some Major League Baseball talk. All-Star Game tomorrow night. We'll get to Ryan Spader coming up. Uh, also, John Bryce is in, college football writer at SEC Media Days, footballscoop.com. SEC Media Days kicking off today. Everybody's focused on the SEC. Will they expand uh, even more or not? I'm more focused on what Greg Sankey, the commissioner, said today. It wasn't – I mean, he talked about expansion and, and the story there – I'm more interested in what else he said. I, I think this is the headline. We'll get to it. John Bryce, football scoop on the way. We'll talk NFL. Uh, Fox Sports Radio national host Brian No. He's on the way live. Joining us from Vegas. From Vegas, Brian No is in. Golf analyst Ryan Ballingy on reaction to the Open Championship. Cameron Smith, Cam Smith comes out of nowhere. He was in the mix and then just went off on the back nine yesterday in the morning. Wins the Open. And now a controversy potentially, potentially right after he wins. Some reports flying out. Ryan Ballinger on the way. And then for the first time, we're going to talk to an umpire who is going to ump the Little League State Tournament here in South Dakota. Why? Well, Canyon Lake's hosting this weekend. Starts Friday. And this umpire has umped a lot of games. And I basically want to get into why does he do it? How, you know, why does he go down that road? These these little league volunteers, they're they're volunteers. These umps, and I want to do uh, feature him on umpire, and he's going to be umping the little league world or the little league state tournament here in South Dakota. Tom Schoenhart, he'll join us. We'll discuss that later in the program. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by the Rehab Doctors, our partners, and when it comes to your medical care, you have a choice. They remind you, no referral necessary. If you have an injury, back pain, neck pain, muscle pain, see the Rehab Doctors first, therehabdoctors.com, for pain relief without surgery. You don't have to go through the surgery option all the time. 
See the rehab doctors. They specialize in treating injuries without surgery. Pain relief without surgery. Take the first step to feeling better. TheRehabDoctors.com. All right. On a hot Monday, we'll cook it up a little bit. Let's get you on tonight if you want to join the program. 720-1067. The Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar. Sports Line Live. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on La Crosse Street in Rapid City. 720-1067. Our number and the Barron's Wilson text line open and ready. Direct text the show as well. Same number, the Barron's Wilson text line for you, 720-1067. Okay, I'll start with uh, a couple of things here. One major thing. Um, This is interesting. I'm going to tie it into our question of the day to me. It's interesting. I think it's totally off the radar, and and I understand why. I understand why. Is there any solution that can be made in this major sport, a major sport that maybe has one of the most lackluster um, getting-to-know-our-future-stars event in sports? Yesterday, do, you, do we know what happened yesterday? There was the Open Championship, so we had that on our radar. You were out you know, at the lake and stuff, so maybe you were just sitting back having a cold one. That's great. That's great. But in the world of sports yesterday... Leading into the All-Star break, leading into the All-Star break, Major League Baseball had what? They had their Major League Baseball draft. And I, and I think about this because I say, think about how the NFL builds its brand through the players, through getting to know the players. And I was just sitting here watching the NBA draft not so long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm looking at the production that ESPN puts on. Whether you know some of these guys or not, I recognized a lot of them from college. And then you got to see every big story on every player. If you sat back and watched any of the NBA draft, they did a great story. Here's where this kid's from. Here's his family. Here's his background. Here's the whole thing. A character study. And, it, and what, did, what does that do? It, uh, it engages fans to know these players, and then they get into the league, and you follow these players. That is done pretty well on a local side, the Rapid City Rush, right? They try and get into the community. So you try and get to know some of the players. Sometimes players move a lot more than they used to, but they still try to engage. So you know the players. You engage with them. You cheer for them. You have a relationship, so to speak, that you, uh, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for that guy. NBA does it well. NFL does it really, really well. And then you've got Major League Baseball, who over the weekend, you're sitting here, okay, there's a break in baseball. There's a break. And you've got it televised on ESPN, on MLB Network. And it's, and it's sitting here happening, though, on a Sunday, middle of the summer. People are out and about. Um, so you got two things going against you. Two things. I mean, I'm, I'm stunned that they haven't thought, okay, how can we do this differently? I'm really stunned because they, you look at it in the middle of the summer, over a weekend, and we're supposed to remember who gets drafted by Major League Baseball teams. Here's the two big things working against you. One is major, and it's massive. These guys that got drafted yesterday, they got drafted, and we're not going to hear from them. We're not going to see them for, on average, what? Even if you're a really high draft choice, what is it? Four years? 
you know, if you're really a superstar, if you're really a superstar, I don't know, maybe three years, something like that. So here's Major League Baseball, their prime time. Here's the number one pick yesterday, number two pick, some of these high-profile picks, and they get picked. Major League Baseball teams pick them. Then they send them to the minors, and I guess I have to tell you, it, and and you, I don't, I don't think you may have an answer because I don't really have one other than how do you close that gap? How do major? How does Major League Baseball close the gap of any sort? Here's our whole. Here's our high profile next wave of the future. Here's our future stars, and they could sell these guys like you wouldn't believe. You know who got picked number one and number two? Matt Holliday's son. We all remember Holliday. Nice career, right? Matt Holliday's son, number one. Andrew Jones, the great Atlanta Brave. Andrew Jones, his son, Drew Jones, got picked number two. So we're not talking about just some guys we, we don't even know. I mean, there's a, there's a brand built for you. There's a brand built for Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred. And all we see from the MLB draft, I'm just kind of, I just tuned in off and on, was what? Rob Manfred goes up a little bit. He gets booed. Okay. <laughs> he gets booed. And so you got these stars that come in. Matt Holliday's son uh, uh, drafted number one. Andrew Jones' son drafted number two. And guess what? We aren't going to see him for four or five years, potentially. So that's the big gap. That's the massive gap between these other major sports telling the stories of their stars, and now we got the new stars getting drafted, and um, they're going to go to, you know, South Carolina, and uh, we'll see them in a few years. I think it's a big uh, relationship-type branding gap. Um, thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. You know, none of that bothers me, Nate. Well, here's the, what do you mean? What do you mean? It, I mean, you, we aren't going to see these guys I, for a long time. You know why I don't watch the NFL draft and I just wait for deals on my phone? Because <clears throat> I could really care less where Billy went to school. <laughs> so you don't like the drafting? You don't like How the drafting at all? Is. I mean, who is that kid from the New York Jets? He's in the paper again. That rookie yeah. who had the <laughs> yeah. hot mom. Well, yeah, his teammate is dating his hot mom's best friend. Why do I care? What does that have to do with why am I giving you $40 million for well, we, cousins and we're sitting at home? Well, we should care. Major League Baseball should care, Steve. That's my point. Why? They, should, why? they why? should market their stars. These are the next stars. Well, well, how do we know who's going to be a star? Just because Andrew Jones was a star? Well, that's a good point. That's Pete a good Rose's point. Kid, Pete Rose's kid never turned into Pete Rose. Hey, hey um, hang on a second. You're leading into this. Let me ask. It's my question of the day, Steve. Here it is. Here it is. Ready? How yep. much does a famous last name matter for kids of uh, getting noticed and getting recruited? How much, like Andrew Jones's son? Arch and Arch Manning, the the nephew of Peyton. How much does a famous last name matter? Do you think to the woke generation and everybody under fifty, it means everything. <laughs> I mean, my God, they're on Twitter. Oh, look, he took Julie to get an ice cream cone. He's such a sweet boy. Yeah, you know. No, I I, I, mean, I wanted to get your feeling you know, on that. You know, I was excited back in the day. 
hell, and I watched a guy get drafted. I read it in the paper. My dad read it to me because I couldn't read. And then in 1968, I seen this guy take the mound. Game one, World Series. Let me guess. Struck out 17 batters. Yeah. Okay, do you remember them days, Nate? Yeah, yeah, let me guess. All right. I got you. All I'm saying is, Nate, the NFL, that's why they ruin players. That's why, you know, Lamar Jackson, I ain't paying you nothing, dude. You're washed up. You will not win me another Super Bowl. You're too hurt. You know, Uh, these guys uh. have one year of glory. And they get forty million. All right, yeah. buddy. I know where you're How coming at. How do you get at. excited about that? I know where you're Major coming League from. Major League Baseball, you got to go through the farm system. It ain't weak like the NFL, where oh, he threw that. He can do that in the NFL. I think Major League Baseball time should, and time again. I think they, they don't. should sell their players a little bit more. That's that's my point. How do you sell them, Nate, when you're not going to see them for three, four years? Heck, they if don't sell. Then. They don't sell Mike Trout hardly at all. But anyway, all they right, don't but, have to look at the attendance. Look at the money the Major League Baseball is making. <laughs> well, they're making it. I know that. Good to hear from you, buddy. Thanks for getting in. All right. Um, 720-1067. That leads to my question of the day. I bring this up because um, so there's there's a few big athletes that have sons now. I mean, by the way, it made me feel old when I saw Andrew Jones' son getting drafted number two in the Major League Baseball. I'm sitting there, Andrew Jones, I'm going, Andrew Jones was young when I was watching. <laughs> he was young, and now Andrew Jones' son is drafted number two. And so it got me thinking. I wanted to ask the audience really what they think. What I mean by this is, so here's the picks yesterday. This is really interesting to me. Matt Holliday, you know, had a long career. Rockies, Cardinals, okay, bounce. Good, good career. Matt Holliday, his son goes number one yesterday, okay? Andrew Jones' son goes number two yesterday. The Major League Baseball draft. And so then I got to thinking, LeBron James has a son. His name's Bronny James. He's got a massive following. And then you've got uh, Arch Manning. That I threw that name in there. The nephew of Peyton and Eli. That's uh, Cooper's son, but the Manning name, QB royalty, right? So I'm going to ask you all this. How much does a famous last name matter for kids? That's what I that's what I want to know. Steve said, well, for the younger generation, it's everything, and it's just I'm a star on Twitter and, and, and all that thing. I'm talking about if I'm a high school kid, did Andrew Jones' son get more noticed because he's Andrew Jones' son? That's the uh, psychology of sports, and uh, that's what I really am curious about because I just saw a statement – a couple of weeks ago, said if Arch Manning didn't have the name Manning, this Arch Manning, number one recruit in high school football, number one in the nation, going to go to Texas, right? We found that out a few weeks ago. I just heard this. This was from a uh, from a recruiter saying, hey, if, if Arch Manning didn't have the Manning name, he would be a three-star quarterback. Good, good, but not unbelievably um, the best ever, the the highest rated recruit, the whole thing. That's what that guy said. He said, if it wasn't the Manning name behind it, instead of the five-star rating, it would have been a three-star rating. And so I, I get into this on the Major League Baseball side, and I thought, this is a perfect opportunity to bring this up. 
Matt Holliday's son, number one. Andrew Jones' son, number two. Are they the best? I don't know. I haven't seen them. Right? We haven't seen Arch Manning. We, you, you rely on people that have seen this and, and evaluate this and recruit these players. But how much does a famous last name, Arch Manning, Bronny James, Matt Holliday's son, Andrew Jones' son, how much do you think that matters in a recruit in a ratings-type scenario? Is it big? Is it big? Or is it, no, when it's all said and done, you have to have the talent. I mean, when it's all said and done, Matt Holliday's son went number one because he's the best player in the Major League Baseball draft. That's what I asked today. Do you think it matters a ton? The name. The name. Or, no, it's, it's you better. You got to have the talent. End of story. I'm going to go to the poll results. Let's take another call. Thanks for getting in. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Jim, what do you think of this? What do you really think? My, uh, I think a lot of that has to do with talent because if you look at the last couple of first draft picks, Torkerson and Bobby Witt, Bobby Witt with the Royals, he hasn't had any backing really with many big big major league players. Name is Emmett Spencer Torkerson from the uh, Tigers. So you say you got to have the talent. You say name is is a small factor? Name helps. Okay, okay, okay. It does, right? But I think... Yeah, but I think a lot of it goes to talent. And then you, uh, Carl Crawford's son got drafted pretty high yesterday, too. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, That's interesting, Jim. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for getting in. That's interesting. I wanted to see. I wanted to see. So Jim's on the other side of this. Jim's on the other side of this. I'd like to to give everybody a shot. Um, Let's go to the poll results. How much does a famous last name matter, do you think? For all these up-and-coming kids, all these up-and-coming stars. Um, by the way, Jim's going through. There was a lot of major leaguers' sons that got drafted, right? And by the way, we're not going to know them. That's part of my problem with Major League Baseball is we're going to find out who's who here in about three, four, five years as they work their way through. That's a big gap uh, for Major League Baseball branding the next upcoming star. Everybody says, how come nobody knows these stars in baseball? Well, that that could be part of it, just a guess. Um, by the way, the audience says it's huge. The audience says it's huge. So 77% say famous last name is huge. 23% says it doesn't matter. You have to have the talent. 77% of you say famous last name's going to give you the edge. That's a tough one for me. That's a tough one because is it true? I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. Some of these guys, think about this, though. Think about this. How about Michael Jordan's son? That name didn't matter, right? If you, if you, followed the, if you follow along here, Michael Jordan's son wasn't Michael Jordan, went to UCF and, and, and tried to do what he did. Didn't work out so well. You've got Shaquille O'Neal's son who has been okay, right? Got into the NBA draft early, went early. Shaq even said, I don't, I don't think he should have went. I don't think he should have went. you got Scottie Pippen's son, pretty good, right? But uh, maybe not, you know, it wasn't a top 10 pick or anything like that. But now you you have six former player sons 
drafted in the first round of the Major League Baseball draft. Um, and I ask, what do, what do you think of famous last name? Let me see. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., it matters in the same way coaches matter. It's insight. It's insight. So, so you're saying um, Vlad Guerrero Jr., great player, right? And he's showing he's a great player. That's, that's another guy who's worked his way up and now is an impact player for the Blue Jays. It'll be so interesting to follow this. How many of these guys drafted in the Major League Baseball draft this weekend will make it? Matt Holliday's son goes one. Andrew Jones' son goes two. And I ask you, how much does famous last names matter? The audience, let's see if we can get an update on this. 720-1067. Listener text. Nate, it's gigantic. It's gigantic. So do we fall into the thinking, Arch Manning, number one player in the country in football, would he be number one without the Manning name? And I have to be honest, I'm not so sure. I'm really not so sure because you know the saying in sports, in life, in business. What is it? Something you got to have the talent. I'm not saying. What is the saying? It's not what you know. It's who you know. It's not what you know. It's who you know. So I'm going to tell you, I think it does. I don't know if, it's, uh, if it matters the most, but I have to tell you, I believe it matters a lot. And by the way, you can take this all the way down to, like, high school level, even on the local level. Like, let's say there was a kid who was a great athlete at Stevens, and then he had a brother who was coming up. What do we automatically think about that? What do we, oh, oh, this, oh, they, no, they got a good thing going on. That, that family right there is good. This kid played here, and this kid's going to play, you know, this kid's really, really good too. It's just uh, human nature. That's what, that's what happens. My question is, you look at the Major League Baseball draft this weekend, some Major League stars, sons, drafted really, really high. And um, it's got to be the talent. You aren't just going to hand out stuff. The handouts aren't going to happen. But the name has to be pretty big. The name has to be pretty big. 77% of you say the famous last name is huge. 23% say doesn't matter. you got to have the talent. Um, Lister text, with baseball, it's a copycat league. They see the Blue Jays. They have former baseball, uh, four former baseball players on their team. So other teams see it, and they think we have to draft some former players' sons as well. Yeah, that's interesting. you got Bichette over there. you got Biggio over there, right? Bichette, Biggio, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., just off the top of my head. And uh, now you see some former major leaguers and their sons going really, really high. Two things on that. Two things on the Major League Baseball draft, and I'll, and I'll get to John Bryce coming up from SEC Media Days. Middle of the summer, I know it's the all-star break, but there's no promotion hardly at all. In the sports world, I'm in the sports world, and I try and take breaks on the weekend too and chill and, and have the family time and all that. That wasn't must-see TV because you can't sell the upcoming stars because they disappear for years. And the other thing... Uh, when, when you think, I don't know how you close that gap. I don't know how you fix that. It might be unfixable. It might be unfixable. The one thing you could do better, maybe don't do it middle of the summer 
on a on an afternoon. Middle of the summer on an afternoon trying to tie it in with the home run derby and the all-star break and the whole thing. That that's not gonna work. That overshadows it. It doesn't keep it as its own. I think Major League Baseball may have one of the worst branding of early stars in sports. It might be the worst. Hockey's not great either. Coming right back with John Bryce, college football writer from SEC Media Days. Everybody says, well, will the SEC expand? I want to uh, touch on what Greg Sankey said today, the commissioner of the SEC. I think this is important, and it could impact college football for years to come. Next. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Hello, this is Robbie at Bargain Barn Tire Pros. At Bargain Barn Tire Pros, we are what we like to call your one-stop vehicle shop. Some of you don't realize that we're more than just a tire shop. We are a full-service center. We do brakes, shocks, alignments, and we also do exhaust. So if your vehicle is loud or making a squeak, call the pros at Tire Pros. 1610 Campbell Street, 1811 Deadwood Avenue, or look us up on the web at BarganBarnTire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. An excessive heat warning continues until 8 p.m. tonight. A heat advisory continues until 8 p.m. tonight. 66 tonight under mainly clear skies. Winds out of the northwest 8 to 15 miles per hour. Ample sunshine expected tomorrow. Highs level off around 87. Lows around 63. Tomorrow night, clear skies and quiet. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 100. First Gold Gaming Resort's concert packages for every show at Deadwood Mountain Grand handles all your before and after planning. Our packages come with prime seats to the show, an overnight stay for two in our travel lodge by Wyndham, $40 in free promo play, transportation to and from First Gold and the Grand, plus breakfast in our horseshoe restaurant the next morning. And the best part? Packages start at just $155 for two people. Book your concert package now by calling 800-274-1876. Hi, it's Nate Brown for Black Hills Community Bank. If you run your own company or you're looking to start a small business here in the Black Hills, you want to make sure you choose the right banking partner. And I know the right choice for business is Black Hills Community Bank. They have plenty of banking options to suit your specific needs. And Black Hills Community Bank is here to help business owners thrive and to make sure you have the support and tools to help your business grow. Just contact one of their business loan experts today or visit bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. When it comes to protecting your home and your belongings, what works for your neighbor most likely won't work for you. Insurance is personal, and that's why the coverage specialists at Fisher Rounds & Associates work with you to tailor a policy that protects your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions at the most reasonable cost possible. We sweat the small and the big stuff, so you don't have to. That's at your service, at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, the Nate Brown Show. Nate? Welcome back in the Nate 
Brown Show on a hot Monday. Is this the hottest day of 2022 in Rapid City? I think so. Ding, ding, ding. It's the hottest day. We start the work week. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live. Busy show tonight. We'll talk to Brian No. Talk NFL. Fox Sports Radio national host live from Vegas. Ryan Spader's on the way. Major League Baseball analyst talking midway point. All-star break. That whole scene. Ryan Spader on tap. And Ryan Ballinger tonight. Golf analyst for the Golf News Net. The Open Championship yesterday won by Cam Smith. And now, a little controversy being reported after the win yesterday from Cam Smith. We'll see where that goes. John Bryce is in tonight. SEC Media Day is up and running today. Some interesting things said by Commissioner Greg Sankey. Let's get into that and more. Footballscoop.com, National College football writer John Bryce on. John, good to have you. How are you? I'm good, Nate. Always uh, glad to visit with you. And here we are about two weeks away from uh, fall camps opening, if you can call them wow. fall camps, as we're both dealing with sweltering heat. And, um, hey, it's barely a month until the season starts. I think the first game is around August 27th. I'll tell you what, uh, I'm excited about it. And as you said, two weeks from things getting going. So we got we got SEC media days, and you cover the SEC. You do a great job with it. I'm going to ask you about, you know, everybody's wondering, will they expand more? Will they not? That's not what I'm focused on, really. Uh, What got my attention was, let's go to the college football playoff. And Greg Sankey essentially hinting today that, well, you know, we wanted 12 teams and there was going to be some automatic guaranteed bids. We might just start from scratch. We might not have any guaranteed automatic bids, essentially is what I saw. What's your read on that? Well, I mean, the automatic bids are somewhat likely to um, disappear a little bit as we continue to deal with the shifting landscape of college athletics, especially as it pertains to college football. And like we discussed maybe a couple of weeks ago, Nate, we're not going to have conferences as we sit here and think of them right now. I know that the SEC and Sankey today said he's content at uh, 16 teams, but this is the same guy that that came out last summer talking about the the potential for an expanded 12-team playoff and said they had all been basically sitting in a room in Dallas singing Kumbaya, and then he wrecked the Big 12 two weeks later. So um, the word is only worth what it is in the moment, and I don't think that automatic bids are going to be what we consider them or think of them as right now. I, I think it's going to be, again, uh, 40 to 60 teams that have a real shot, and you'll you'll look at an eight or 12 team playoff, and we'll go from there. And I think you're going to see teams uh, navigating more towards nine to ten conference game schedules, and your regular season uh, will be weighted accordingly based on how you do with with those uh, circumstances at hand. Okay, what I what I hear there, John, is. I don't know what the Pac-12 is going to look like, what the Big 12 is going to look like. What I hear there in a college football playoff, my, my perception, is going to be a lot of SEC, a lot of Big 10. That's, that's what I hear. Well, those are the two conferences best positioned right now, Nate, and those are the two conferences really that have uh, been absolute fixtures in the, uh, the playoff era of college football since around – uh, 13 or 14, whenever it was that it, that it very first launched. Um, the SEC's had a participant every year. Um, they've had more national title winners than, than ever. They're the only league that's had um, 
multiple occasions to have two teams playing for the national title. And so, yeah, you expect those teams to be best positioned. And with uh, the Big Ten having sent both now Ohio State and Michigan in recent years to the playoffs and adding USC and UCLA, then, again, that league is very well positioned. And the ACC, uh, as we discussed, is scrambling. The ACC doesn't have a lot of happy membership right now. The ACC has programs that are worried they're going to be left behind. And the ACC, quite frankly, has programs trying to leave others behind right now. So that's where we're at with college football. And, yes, I agree with you. Now, the Big, the Big 12 has steadied itself a little bit despite the loss of uh, Oklahoma and Texas last summer. And it added some, some teams that have been on that periphery, a, a Cincinnati team that obviously made the, the playoffs, and then um, UCF, a large market team, and, and a couple of those other programs like that, that uh, Houston that are in some dynamic markets. So those, those programs could be positioned to continue to be relevant. Um, but again, um, we've, we talked about the, the 65 teams and the, and the five power five conferences or whatever. And that's just not going to be how it is in two to three years. John Bryce, national college football writer, footballscoop.com. He's on tonight here on the Nate Brown show. So where does that leave, uh, you know, the at large bids, the, the mountain West type teams, they're not, they're not, uh, in that mix in 12 teams. Uh, well, it depends if they can get the playoff to, to 12 teams and exactly what the uh, the landscape in college football looks like. But, um, you know, if we are talking about 40 to 60 teams almost in a super division, which a lot of people believe is possible, then, yeah, I think you're almost looking at those teams either filling up bowls or maybe playing for a non-group of, or a non-power five championship or, or however you want to term it, um, but they're not going to, to guarantee stuff as the super conferences um, get more and more autonomy and more and more and exert more and more influence and command more and more dollars. Um, it, it may not be just or it may not be fair, so to speak, um, but it is going to be directly reflective of the economics of the situation. Okay, let's uh, stay with SEC Media Days really quickly. Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, says NIL is the most important thing for kids making decisions right now. It's it's their salary. And he said, we're going to have to figure out, uh, you know, somehow to do a salary cap here. Is that uh, possible? Yeah, the, well, obviously Greg Sankey said the same thing, and that's actually the story I'm working on writing right now, Nate, is, is from Lane Kiffin's comments late this afternoon. But Greg Sankey earlier today uh, very much urged congressional oversight and talked about the need for some uniformity uh, for NIL and, and to have something that would promote a, a quote-unquote competitive balance or, or a competitive landscape. And until something is more formally adopted and agreed upon, then you're going to have a five-star quarterback from, from California getting a 6 to $8 million NIL deal, and you're going to have a, a quarterback from the Midwest who's allegedly getting a, a multi-million dollar deal, and you're still going to see wide receivers and running backs who are taking allegedly um, seven-figure paydays. So until there is some sort of governance or until all the power brokers get together and decide 
this is what we're going to do, um, then, yeah, it's going to be the de facto Wild West that, that we've already seen. Now, how that gets done, I don't know, because nobody wants to risk a lawsuit. And Greg Sankey, quite frankly, said that today. He said lawsuits limit how much the NCAA can govern NIL. The SEC and other leagues aren't allowed to intercede on, on behalf of state institutions who are um, bound by their individual state laws. So a state like the like Tennessee, and therefore the University of Tennessee and the SEC, or even Vanderbilt or University of Memphis, they can pay. They, they had an NIL law basically passed in, in April, signed by Governor Bill Lee, where they can negotiate directly and do those things. So the one thing I will say is that from Sankey to, to Brian Kelly to Lane to whomever, all these coaches seem to want to be involved, and I think as, as more states pass NIL deals, you might see some of this going more and more in-house. I know that's been a discussion at the University of Tennessee, and um, coaches don't need another thing to worry about, but coaches also don't need another thing completely out of their control. <laughs> right, right. Um, let's go to this. John Bryson, before I let him run, footballscoop.com, national college football writer. Notre Dame still out there, and people wonder, will they go to the Big Ten? Um, will they stay independent? It, it matters because revenue from media rights is a big part of this. Could Notre Dame get $75 million a year from NBC and stay independent? Or do they go, eh, Big Ten, we might be able to make eighty million to $100 a year. Where, where's Notre Dame fitting? Yeah, Notre Dame has been talking with NBC for a while now about renegotiating um, its broadcasting rights and, and, and exploring what options are out there. That's why Notre Dame has been so forward-thinking the last couple of years and, and putting a game or two on the Peacock platform and requiring people to, to download that app or to at least do a, a, a test trial of that NBC offshoot uh, platform. And so um, Notre Dame, again, as we've talked about the landscape, it's not vital for Notre Dame to be affiliated with any one conference. You already said it. Conferences aren't going to have automatic bids. It's not going to matter. It's going to matter who you play and where you stand with that. Uh, USC has already come out and said nothing will happen to its intersectional rivalry with Notre Dame. Um, there are other programs already lined up to play Notre Dame. Alabama's got a series with Notre Dame here in a few years. So as long as Notre Dame has viability in terms of a 10- to 12-game schedule filled with um, it filled with its peers across college football, Power 5 programs, then Notre Dame is going to be able to continue to do what it's done for decades, and that is negotiate what is best for the university and for its athletics programs, especially as it pertains to football, on an independent platform. So Notre Dame has options, obviously. Um, the ACC has wanted Notre Dame to join for a really long time. The Big Ten has kicked tires on Notre Dame before and, and tried to appeal to the Fighting Irish, but None of, none of this realignment, in my opinion, has placed any pressure on Notre Dame. And I can promise you from visiting with people on campus over the last two to three weeks, nobody on that campus is feeling pressure um, because they're in a good situation. The interesting part is this this deal with NBC, John, it's $22 million a year right now. And I know it was done a while ago. Has it jumped that much in TV media rights, $22 million to 70 75 it's jumped, it's jumped exponentially, Nate, and we've seen it in all the leagues. And that's part of the problem with the ACC and the Pac-12 
uh, is that they've been so far left behind, and, and even the Big 12. But the Big 12, in my opinion, has not been as far behind as some of the other leagues. And, and obviously the SEC and the Big 10 have continued to be the torchbearers. And so, yeah, it, it's exponentially different because we're seeing new platforms. We've seen the launch in, within the last decade of the SEC network. We've seen other conferences, the Big 10 network, being uh, extremely successful. We've seen the Longhorn network kind of come and go, um, but stake itself out there. And, and yeah, the media money is larger than ever before, and that's all the way from Amazon all the way on down. We've seen Amazon wade into uh, NFL football. I would not rule out Amazon trying to wade into college football waters either. John Bryce tonight, great stuff. Follow him on Twitter, John D. Bryce one footballscoop.com, national college football writer. John, always great, man. Thanks for hopping on. You got it, Nate. Thanks, buddy. Talk soon. Appreciate your time. John Bryce, one of our favorites, uh, national college football writer from SEC Media Days, footballscoop.com. That's the big headlines. And the SEC is saying, you know, they went before all this conference realignment, Greg Sankey and was in the middle. He's the commissioner of the SEC. He was in the middle of some of this um, expanding the playoff. Right now we have four teams for the college football playoff, right? So he was saying, well, we, we'd be open to 12. And then, uh, you know, supposedly in the reports, you know, that would there would be some guaranteed bids in there if we went to 12, like guaranteed bids for all these conferences, Pac-12, Big 12, the, these Power 5 hitters, right? Now he said today, with the way things are going, that guaranteed bid stuff, yeah, pretty much uh, out the window. He's saying, hey, we're going to kind of go back to square one is what the quote was. We're going to start from scratch. He said, we got to rethink the approach back to square one. So they're going to step back from that model of, yeah, bids, you know, automatic bids for everybody. Now that the Pac-12 lost USC and UCLA and and maybe others here coming up, Pac-12 is going to be out to lunch. They're going to be out in the cold on that. Will the Big 12 be in the mix? It feels like to me, I mean, do you guys want an expanded college football playoff with – six SEC schools and six Big Ten schools? <laughs> I mean, I don't really want that. Do you? I don't want that. You can say, well, all the good teams are in there. All the good teams are in the SEC and the Big Ten now. So then it and then it uh, shapes it like, okay, are we going to have this college football playoff with these 40 teams? And then the other conferences are going to have their bowl games, or are they going to have a playoff too? I mean, they got to have a playoff too. The Mountain West, the the Pac-12, what's left of it? Some of these, the AAC, maybe even the ACC. Who knows when it's all said and done? I don't want to. You know, expanding the college football playoff is good for me. I want more than four teams. I want games that matter. But now with all these teams moving here and there. I don't necessarily want six from the Big Ten and six from the SEC and call it a fun uh, college football playoff. I don't know. I love college football. Maybe those games are fine, but I don't, I, I'm not too excited about that uh, scenario. How about this? We'll get into this later. Notre Dame and the report out today. Notre Dame is making $22 million a year from NBC right now. NBC has the exclusive. You see the games on NBC. They did a little on Peacock. So NBC has the Notre Dame rights, $22 million a year. Report out today saying Notre Dame's trying to look at getting 
$75 million a year in a new deal. And if they did, they could stay independent and they'd be just fine. Because the way the Big Ten is negotiating right now for the Big Ten media rights, every school in the Big Ten is expected with this new negotiation to get 80 to 100 million a year. It'd be a billion dollar deal is what the Big Ten's trying to get. So Notre Dame's over here going, we got 22 million a year from NBC. That's uh, that's pocket change in this media world. We need to get into that 75 million a year range. It's wild. It is wild. Brian knows on next talking NFL, Fox Sports Radio national host, one of the best football guys I can get. Brian Noe is in, and the latest headline with Deshaun Watson is very interesting. Next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther going in new directions to new places at monument health we keep going so you can keep going we're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations technology expertise and treatment so keep exploring keep making memories keep going with monument health as your partner learn more at monument.health orthopedics Pioneer Bank and Trust has long been trusted for financing businesses and ranches in western South Dakota. We also do consumer loans. If you're looking for a new or new-to-you car, truck, camper, boat, or just about anything else you can think of, and you want a quick answer from a local lender, visit one of our six Pioneer Bank and Trust locations and talk with our consumer loan specialists. Or go to mylocalloan.com to fill out an application today. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Whether you're grilling burgers at the cabin or roasting hot dogs around a campfire, Village Hearth and Artisan Hearth Buns and Rolls are a summertime essential. With so many varieties to choose from, including classic white and wheat, unsliced old-fashioned, brioche, gourmet French, and flavorful onion, Village Hearth and Artisan Hearth has the buns and rolls your family will love. Village Hearth and Artisan Hearth, baked locally and delivered fresh daily. Here's good news from Pro Auto Care if you're looking to economize your budget. Pro Auto Care can help you get more time and mileage out of your vehicle with regular maintenance and sensible, affordable repairs. Tom and his Pro Auto Care team will save you a lot of money without you having to replace your current vehicle. At Pro Auto Care, they find and repair small, inexpensive issues before they become big, expensive problems. Schedule an inspection of your vehicle now at Pro Auto Care. Open for business as usual at 1891 Rand Road, Rapid City. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show.
Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. It is 102, downtown Rapid City right now, 102. Keep cool out there. Keep cool, everybody. Keep a cool mind out there. A little hot one here. It's summer. It's summer. Brian Spader's coming up, talking Major League Baseball at the midway point here, all-star break. Major League Baseball analyst Ryan Spader on tap. I'm going to make my picks for the Home Run Derby tonight. Got to do it. Got to do it. Some of you love it. Some of you don't care about the Home Run Derby. I like the new format where they go head-to-head. I got the championship round tonight who I think is going to get it done. Um, That's uh, coming up. Brian knows on tonight. Let's talk football, NFL, a little bit of college football. Let's get him on Fox Sports Radio, national host here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Find him on Twitter at The No Show. Brian, good to have you back. How are you? Good. I'm good, Nate. From Las Vegas, shout out to the Black Hills from Sin City. (laughs) I like it. Uh, What's the temperature like there? Are we talking 100? Uh, How are we feeling? Yeah, I don't know. It's probably around 105-ish, 106, <laughs> something like that. So you're in I AC. I think it just melts your brain after, you know, <laughs> you get into the hundreds. It's like everything's the same at that point. No, I got you on that. We're not quite used to 102 up here, so it's uh, it's cooking. Um, let me get into the big headline of the day. You're, you're in Vegas here, so I'm going to go with this. Um, big headline is the report is if Deshaun Watson suspended for the season that the NFLPA – and Deshaun Watson will take the league to federal court and sue them. Uh, That's the uh, report. What's the wow. what's the reaction? That's the hot rumor right now. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's we'll cross that bridge if we get to it. Is my reaction to it is I don't know that the suspension is going to be for an entire year. Um, I think that's. I think that's basically a threat. That's exactly what it is. Right, Where it's to throw it out there like, hey, NFL, do you want this dragging out and out and out and out? So this sounds like Rusty Harden's fingerprints might be all over it, maybe, or else the NFLPA's fingerprints are definitely all over it. But that, to me, is just a threat. And to put the ball in the NFL's court like, hey, Sue L. Robinson, hey, Goodell, hey, NFL, do you really want this thing going on and on and on even more than it has already? You know, I thought about this, Brian. I said Deshaun Watson's um, had a lot of issues here hanging over him, and I said his brand has taken a hit big time. And, and I'm wondering, a play like this, if this report's accurate, I say, what, did, what does this do for Deshaun Watson, meaning his brand? It, it, can he come back from, you know, this? The, like you said, this would just keep it going on and on. Yeah, I just think the longer it drags out, the harder it is to come back from. And I just look at the Houston Texans, look at what they did. They It was five weeks. It was five weeks from the time that Tony Busby said that they would be included um, when it comes to the parties at fault, if you will. And it was five weeks after that point that the Houston Texans settled with 30 of the women. And they, they're just moving on. They're moving on with life. And if you look at Deshaun Watson, Deshaun has settled with 20 of 24 women. And so I don't understand what the point is to drag this on and on and on and then eventually settle anyway. He would have been way better off settling a long time ago. 
Brian No on Fox Sports Radio national host. Find him on Twitter at the No Show. He's here on the Nate Brown Show. That's the latest on Deshaun Watson. Let's go to some football here. So I got a football question for you. I was asked this, so I said I'm going to ask my football guy Brian, who has the better chance of going from worst to first? Brian, here it is: Broncos mm-hmm. AFC West, Ravens AFC North. Better chance. There's ten teams that have done it over the last ten seasons. Which one's going to do it? Broncos, Ravens, worst to first. I'm surprised you didn't put the Lions on this list. Oh, come on. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I think it's the Ravens. If it's between those two, the AFC West is just a gauntlet. I like what they've done, especially adding Russell Wilson to a really talented team. They've got a great defense, and they've got a lot of weapons for Russ to work with. So I think Denver can be a tough team, but I think the Ravens, who were, we forget, they were 8-3 and three before the wheels just came off the tracks and they lost their final six games. It didn't help that Lamar Jackson was hurt for the final four-plus games, but that was an 8-3 and three team. And I know we're all high on the Bengals. They went to the Super Bowl and almost won the thing, but they won 10 games. They were 10-7. and seven. It's not like they were absolute world beaters. I don't like the Steelers um, with the two-headed monster of Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. I don't think they're going to be crushing it this season. And we just got done talking about Cleveland. Like, What do they look like if Deshaun is suspended for half the season or all of the season? I mean, if it's the whole season, maybe they reach out to Jimmy Just a Guy, is what I call him, Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think he's just average. But if they had Jimmy in there, eh, okay. But there's so many unknowns with Cleveland that I just think it's a two-horse race at this point between the Ravens and the Bengals. So I'll take those odds with the Ravens over the Broncos, and every team they're facing in that division has a good chance to win it. I'm a Broncos guy, but I was not a homer, so it tells me I I don't uh, bet with emotion. I went Ravens as well. I I, I went Ravens as well, worst to first. Um, By the way, would you pay Lamar Jackson a massive deal? He's throwing a lot of stuff out on social media here. Got to get paid, uh, things like this. I think he's a top 10 QB. I think he's going to get paid. What do the Ravens do? Uh, I think he's just on the outskirts of the top 10 is Mm. what I think Mm. about Lamar. And um, they're trying to pay him, but it shows you that there are a couple of holes. There are a couple of, you know, there are a couple of – Things in his game where, you know, he he's a risk-taker. He's a risk-taking quarterback. So if you look at the same guy in the division, Deshaun Watson, getting a, a fully guaranteed $230 million contract, that's not what Lamar Jackson's going to get. He's not the same passer. And the running ability is extraordinary, but it's also great risk for his squad. And so I just don't think you can fully guarantee a deal that much. I don't know what Lamar is asking for. To his credit, he's been very professional, very diplomatic as far as his demands or desires. He hasn't dragged that out publicly. But uh, I just think that Lamar coming off a horrible season, too, that's the thing. It's timing. He had 16 touchdowns, 13 picks. Even Tua Tungavailoa, who's banged on all the time, he had the same amount of touchdown throws and three fewer interceptions. Like, that's the season Lamar's coming off of. So it's not great timing. This isn't after his MVP season. This is after the worst season of his career. Um, 
and I think he's just outside the top ten. So it's a tricky negotiation right now, and that's why it's been dragging out as long as it has. Last one for Brian No, I'll let him run back into Vegas. Fox Sports Radio national host uh, Vikings Justin Jefferson today. Justin Jefferson said, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league, but I will be soon. Is that true? Wow. I don't know. It's possible. He's got great talent. He's put up big numbers. He hit the ground running. Not every rookie does what Justin Jefferson did. Um, Maybe. I think Jamar Chase, (laughs) you see the Madden ratings came out. What is he, 18th in wide receiver rankings? He's got a bigger beef being 18th, not being in the top five, than uh, Justin Jefferson has not being number one. I like it, man. I like how some of these receivers use that as motivation. And uh, look, there's no doubt if you compare those two quarterbacks in the same division, at least uh, Kirk Cousins compared to um, you know, Devontae's former teammate and Aaron Rodgers, advantage Rodgers by leaps and bounds. So for Justin Jefferson to put up big numbers with Kirk, mm. who is obviously several notches below Rodgers, for him to even be in the vicinity says a lot about Jefferson's talent. So we'll see where it goes from here. Maybe he'll be matched up with the quarterback that puts up even bigger numbers and is on a Rodgers level. If he links up with a guy like that, I think he can do what Devontae has done. Another big contract that uh, will be coming up uh, for the Vikings, whether they're going to pay it or not. Brian No on tonight, the No Show. You hear him on Fox Sports Radio here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Brian, always great, man. Thanks for hopping on. Hey, always good to be with you, Nate, man. Stay cool over there in the Black Hills. All right. I appreciate that. Good to have him. Uh, Does a great job, Fox Sports Radio national host. That's Brian No talking ball. The No Show on Twitter. What do you think? Justin Jefferson says, Devontae Adams, number one right now. Okay, Devontae Adams, number one. I, I, I think that's right. I think Devontae's really, really good. Will he take steps back because of Carr? So, so did Rodgers make Devontae unbelievably good? Um, that'll be interesting to watch. Now you got Carr and Adams in Las Vegas. That'll be interesting. And Justin Jefferson said, I'm going to be number one here soon. I'm going to be the best wide receiver uh, soon. Uh, he's, he's top five, right? Right now. You, you would have to put Vikings Justin Jefferson top five right now. Coming right back, let's talk Major League Baseball from the All-Star break. All-Star game is tomorrow from Dodger Stadium. Home run derbies tonight. I've got the matchup in the home run derby championship. I've got the two hitters, the boppers. I think they're going to make it all the way. Am I going to be right? Ryan Spader's in, Major League Baseball analyst next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. From the minute you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, Black Hills Energy is here to support, inspire, and drive your next adventure. 
Because supporting your day-to-day is our everyday. And we are always here, ready for your next step. Black Hills Energy, ready. It's summer in the Black Hills, and if you're looking for the best place to have a cold one, the best selection by far is at Pour 54 downtown. 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, a great sports area upstairs, and they're bringing in live music with their summer concert series. Pour 54 has something for everybody, and the food is outstanding. Enjoy summer in the Black Hills and take your crew to Pour 54 downtown Main Street. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. Everyone knows scratch tickets make great gifts during the holidays. But think about it. Scratch tickets are a perfect pick-me-up for a lot of occasions. Need to thank someone? Give them a scratch. Need to say I'm sorry like you really mean it? Give a scratch. Say congrats to that promotion. New house or your friend's new dog that looks more like a possum than a poodle. You know that thing likes a good scratch. The next time you need a gift that says whatever like you mean it, quit scratching your head and just give them a scratch. Scratch tickets from the South Dakota Lottery. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. What are you doing? Just getting in the holiday spirit. It's been a little early for jingle bells and Christmas in general. It's never too early for Christmas, but Renewal by Anderson of South Dakota's Christmas in July sale just got me in the mood. A window sale started all this? It's not just any window sale. It's Renewal by Anderson, and it's their best offer of the year. Okay, okay, settle down. I'll get the ladder, and we'll get started hanging the lights. Renewal by Anderson's Christmas in July sale. 20% off every window and door and no money, no payment, and no interest for 18 months with approved credit. This means no payments until 2023. Hurry, the holiday savings end August 15th. Hassle-free, energy-efficient, low-maintenance windows with a professional fit. Renewal by Anderson uses Fibrex windows, keeping your home cooler in the summer, warmer in winter, and reduces your energy bill. They only do windows. They're experts, no subcontractors. Call today for a free in-home estimate. For a perfect fit, call 605-593-5991. That's 605-593-5991. Renewal by Anderson of South Dakota, when only the best will do. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show on a busy Monday. Everybody said, come on, summer, man. Hey, we're, we're popping today. A little home run derby action tonight. Home run derby action tonight. All-star game tomorrow. I like the all-star game, everybody. I think it's the best all-star event in sports. So, well, that's not, you know, it's easy to beat the Pro Bowl. That's that's a laughing stock, right? NBA All-Star Game is just a disaster. So Major League Baseball All-Star Game out of the All-Star events, it is the best. I'm a little uh, down on a lot of the players not playing. So so we kind of started that trend now. Is, eh, eh, I'm not going to play. Fans voted me in. I'm, I'm not going to play. I, I don't love that. 
Ryan Spader's on tonight, Major League Baseball analyst, the ace of Spader. You know him, the ace of Spader. Find him on Twitter right there, at the ace of Spader. Author, covers Major League Baseball. Great follow on Twitter, at the ace of Spader. Ryan, thanks for hopping on. How are you? I'm excellent, Nate. I really appreciate you having me back on. Well, let me ask you about uh, the All-Star festivities. It's kind of one of those things that's happened over the years. Players say, yeah, I want to take a break. It's happened in the NFL, and, and Major League Baseball is happening a lot. So players get voted in. They're not playing. What should we think? You know, it's it's kind of difficult to take a stance on this because it, you mentioned the NFL, which the Pro Bowl is complete trash because, first of all, we're, we're already excluding the two best teams' players from the Pro Bowl. Right. The NBA All-Star Game is really not good. There's no defense whatsoever. The NHL um, All-Star Game, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know enough about the NHL All-Star Game. However, I do like the um, skill competitions that they do. And then we have Major League Baseball. And uh, when it comes to Major League Baseball, the thing that I dislike the most is that if somebody says they don't want to play, then they just immediately – replace them with somebody who otherwise would not be an all-star. And the reason I, I, I kind of have a dislike for this is because whether or not you get selected as an all-star actually impacts your pay going forward. This is a, I mean, what, let's say in the case that we're looking at the National League DH, Bryce Harper not selected. So they put, uh, I think, Wilson Contreras or um, – was it William Contreras? I can't remember which one they put there. But let's say that individual says he doesn't want to play, and then the <laughs> replacement says he doesn't want to play. Like, where where are we drawing the line at here? And that's the thing is is I don't know. I, I hit on this before. It's, I don't know if the commissioner, people like this, can can make these guys play. It's just one of those things. The All Star Game used to be really really good. The Cal Ripken days, the Tony Gwynn days. We we all know they all played. And now uh, I just I just think it's gone. Right? It's gone. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm definitely inclined to agree with you. I certainly look uh, forward to the home run derby more than the All Star Game personally. Okay. Um, I, of course, I'll watch both. But I, I just watching guys tee off in batting practice—it's it, just way cooler to me than seeing people who you know are playing in a um, uh, an all-star game, quote unquote. Uh, that they don't—they don't really care. <laughs> what do you about? What do you think about inviting the legends like Albert Pujols? Good call for fans to uh, see Albert. So uh, I was on the um, other side of the fence on that one. Uh, I. I will say that Rob Banford, to his credit this time, because he usually messes things up, uh, at least he's not taking somebody else's spot. But just because you've been there before and, you know, you played the game and you gave a lot to the game, I, I don't think that you're necessarily uh, somebody who belongs in the All-Star game just because, you know, you got 3,000 hits, 500, 600 home runs. And I, I, I don't think that those uh, Pulhos and uh, Miggy, well, Miggy more so than Pulhos, uh, probably belongs. He's bat 308 or something like that. But uh, I, I just don't think that you necessarily uh, belong just because of uh, how long you've you've given the game. 
Okay. Ryan Spader on. Good stuff. Talking all-star break, all-star festivities, Dodger Stadium, home run derby tonight. Uh, the ace of Spader on Twitter, Major League Baseball analyst. So you said you like the home run derby. So I said, okay, I'm going to make my picks. I like it too. I like this new format. First, I'll start there. They've done this format head-to-head, bracketed. I like that. Do you? I do. I, I do like the way that the uh, home run derby has evolved. Uh, I mean, we've come a long way from the 10 outs concept, and, you know, now it's timed and everything. Um, I, I think that it, what goes sort of under the radar when it comes to the home run derby is how important the person throwing the pitches is. Because, you know, you over the course of, I don't know, two minutes and 30 seconds, I, I forget how long they get, over the course of two minutes and 30 seconds, one player may see seven more very hittable pitches than another player. So I think that that's very important. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think they've done a great job with the format of this. And it's to me, it's very exciting. Does Pete Alonzo win it again? I've got my championship matchup, okay? I'll, I'll tell you here in a minute. Where, where do you stand on Alonzo? Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm actually thrilled you asked me about this because I get a brag about the fact that I picked Pete Alonso uh, his first year and his second year to wow. win. Wow. And uh, I, was, I was correct on both of them, obviously. But um, this year I'm actually going with Schwarber. I think he's the best batting practice uh, ball player we got in there. I think he um, he might feel a little bit slighted when he lost to Bryce Harper in I think 2019 was it, and um, I, I think he wants to go after go after this and, and win it. And one thing that um, we might discount as you know fans of the game is the fact that Alonso does not need to win it this year, where in previous years he was making. You know, as as your average Joe, you say five hundred thousand dollars, five hundred fifty thousand dollars. You say, "Oh, that's a great salary," but um, this year he's making seven million, and the winner takes home a million. Um, Alonso doesn't necessarily need to need to win it in order to make his um, his salary for the year. So, I think uh, I think we're gonna see uh, Schwarber take it away. Okay, and he's got a great first matchup too. Yeah, right. It's gonna be against Pools, the, the right? Pool host is right. gonna go first, and he's gonna hit I don't know four or five home runs. And as soon as Schwarber gets to whatever number eclipses Pool host, then he's gonna be set. I'm going. Uh, so here's my championship tonight. I'm going Schwarber against Alonzo because I still think Alonzo cares. I mean, you got to kind of care, Ryan. You know, some of these guys I don't think care to win it. I mean, that's just yeah, they're just having fun. I think Alonzo cares and wants to win it. He's not as motivated by the money, but so I'll go Schwarber, Alonzo, and I'm picking Schwarber as well. So imagine that I'm I'm following Ryan Spader's lead. Let's go to the second half of the season. Um, you tell me about Juan Soto. He's another guy who's in the home run derby tonight. But Soto, rumors floating right before the All-Star game here that the Nationals would trade him. Is that the call? Oh, goodness. This is a really difficult one for me because Juan Soto is, I mean, we're talking about a talent level that is above like a Ken Griffey Jr. This, this guy is, he just does everything in baseball. Well, and if we look at just what's going on in July, 
He's batting 409, 567, 864 with a 1430 OPS. And the Nationals are just 2 and 13. So it certainly makes sense for them to entertain trading him. However, the way that I view it, who has the prospects? And I, I, I'm kind of the school thought that I, I don't put that much value into prospects because when you're a prospect, that's exactly what you are. Right. So, right. You know, you produce at the big league level, and um, so you got to get value. Value. Uh, you've got. I, I, the way that I think, I think you got to get four top level prospects and two major league ready guys and i don't know that any team has that right now ryan spader on tonight the ace of spader on twitter find him there at the ace of spader major league baseball analyst and by the way you're a stats guy do a great job on that so the yankees they've scored the most runs they've allowed the fewest runs only five other teams have done that leading into the all-star game are the yankees uh, gonna coast here second half so, the thing I'm going to say about the Yankees is, I think um, they found, you know, uh, I don't want to say fool's gold or anything with uh, Nestor Cortez, but he's certainly cooled off from his start. Um, and they've had him twice now. This is the second time with him. Clay Holmes has been fantastic. I mean, he's been, we're talking Mariano Rivera level. Um, I, I don't know if he's that good of a pitcher, but. Um, they they certainly have produced. Um, Aaron Judge has got 33 home runs going into the break. John Carlo with uh, 24, and then Rizzo with 22, and then Matt Carpenter coming out of nowhere with yeah. 13 of his own. Man. Unbelievable. The man doesn't even have 100 plate appearances on the season. And um, I, I just it seems like a lot is going right for this team right now. And I, I don't want to sound like a Yankees hater because I'm salty about uh, the – the 2009 World Series when they beat my Phillies, but it seems like the only thing that's going wrong for this team right now is Joey Gallo, and they've sort of been weaning him off of uh, playing time to begin with, so I, I, I don't know if they're quite this good, but it seems like they certainly have a, um, a really good um, uh, road ahead of them in terms of their uh, ability to compete in the um, uh, postseason. I'll tell you, all-star game tomorrow night, Dodger Stadium, Clayton Kershaw gets the start uh, for the first time there. Uh, Ryan Spader covering it, the ace of Spader on Twitter. Find him there, Major League Baseball analyst. Ryan, good to have you, man. Thanks for hopping on. Nate, I appreciate you having me on, and I have to say one last thing to your listeners here. We actually did not talk about our home run derby pick no, that's I feel right. All, I feel so much more confident about Schwarber to know that you're on the same uh, you're uh, on the same wavelength as me. That might hurt you, buddy. So you know, don't blame me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, thanks for coming right. on. Good to have him, have Ryan. A great day, bud. Thanks. I appreciate that, Ryan Spader on tonight. The Ace of Spader. Find him on Twitter. A good follow, baseball fans. You like it at the Ace of Spader. If you haven't, Major League Baseball analyst live tonight, talking All Star break and uh, second half here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Into the drive at five. I'm going to talk some baseball locally, okay? This is a question of the day. So if somebody stopped you today, okay, you guys, did somebody stop you? And if they said, hey, I need you to volunteer to do this Friday, 
This is a local event. It's a fun event. I've, I've, I've gone to this a lot. If somebody stopped me and stopped you today and said, hey, Nate, hey, uh, hey, Jimmy Lipper, I need you to volunteer to do this on Friday here in Rapid City. Would you do it? Would you do this? We'll discuss next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Brandon Drum, D2 lacrosse player at Mars Hill University. I started going to Elevate Performance for problems with my knee, and after working with Britt, he identified some other issues that helped me prevent severe injury. Elevate's strength and conditioning program also helped me perform at a much higher level. My goal was to play college lacrosse, and I am thankful for Britt and Elevate for helping me achieve that goal. Elevate worked with me on a personal level and helped mold me into a stronger athlete. Get your athlete started at Elevate Performance sd.com KIMM Rapid City and K294 BD Rapid City The Black Hills Sports Station 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City Danny Manholt Rapid Chevrolet buys cars. You heard that right. We don't just sell cars, we buy them too. We make cash offers to purchase local cars, trucks and SUVs every day. Tired of listing online? Tired of messages? Or just tired of making payments? Whatever the reason, make an appointment at RapidChevrolet.com for a no-obligation appraisal. It's fast and free. When you're ready to sell, we're ready to buy. At Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet, Rapid City. Fans know some things just go together. Slam dunks and three-pointers, face paint with super fans, game days and tailgates. I'm State Farm agent Scott Carlson, and I know another winning combination, home and auto. Me and my team are here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which saves you time and money. So get your home and auto on the same team and score some savings. Call me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, at 342-0188. Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in. Hope you're having a good day. A little hot out there. Hot enough for you. Has anybody said that to you today? Just slap them. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know, it's South Dakota. We're great folks here. We are great folks. But you know how that one goes. Hey, hot enough for you? It's like in the the winter. Windy enough for you? Yeah. 
Jeez, dang right. I'll take the hot. It's hot. We need a little more moisture, right? Always, always. The Nate Brown Show is live. Fox Sports Rapid City. Remember to catch the podcast if you can't catch all the all of the show. First hour, really good stuff tonight. Second hour, great stuff as well. We'll talk to Ryan Ballinger coming up. The Open Championship won by Cam Smith yesterday across the pond. And now what's next for Cam Smith? Can you believe this? Is this going to happen? I can't believe it. But we're going to discuss it. Ryan Ballinger coming up talking golf. Cam Smith wins the Open. Uh, the Drive at 5 on the Nate Brown Show brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there when it comes to pre-owned selection. They've got it. Stacy and Matt do an outstanding job to get the right vehicles at the right price with the right financing. So it's car buying built around you. Find out the Summit difference. Start there. SummitAutoGRP.com on the Drive at 5 on Fox Sports Rapid City. With an interesting question of the day I want to throw out first. Hang on a second. So my pick for the home run derby tonight Kyle Schwarber Pete Alonso of the Mets going for three straight going for three straight home run derby titles maybe he'll get it I think he'll get to the championship I think so I'm gonna go I think his road to the championship in this bracketed style is is doable so I think Pete Alonso gets to the championship match and I think Kyle Schwarber will get there could be a little dicey with Juan Soto on that side but I'm going to go Schwarber to the final and Schwarber to win it. Listener text, Nate, did you pick Kyle Schwarber to win it because he was a cubby? Uh, Maybe, maybe. I just know Kyle's a bopper, man. I mean, he's like, he's made for this. Kyle Schwarber, um, the way he hits, he is just made for this. You throw him some cheese and it's gone. It is gone. Um, So I'm taking Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber to win the home run derby. We shall see as it gets going from Dodger Stadium. So here's what's coming up. And I always find this really great. I always love this uh, tournament. State Little League Baseball is coming up. And um, Harney Little Leaguers are playing, right? They're playing Sioux Falls, the Evil Empire. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Harney's playing Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls has made the Little League World Series a couple of times, right? Because they have the Little League team, and they can have the whole city as a boundary. We, we break ours up here into Canyon Lake and, and Harney, and now the Rapid City Youth Baseball. That's uh, Rushmore and Timberline combined, right? So Harney's playing uh, Sioux Falls Friday night, and then you've got Rapid City Baseball. They're playing Capital City out of Pier. And I always enjoy the Little League State Tournament. It's going to be at Canyon Lake, and it starts Friday. So I, I think it's a great event. And it got me thinking. Um, there's guys that ump these games. And Little League Baseball, a lot of these guys, they're volunteering. They're, they're volunteering. So they're giving up time. They're giving up um, you know, to the game to, to make it uh, a great event and a great game. And by the way... Sometimes the stakes are a little bit high. <laughs> if you can imagine, Little League Baseball in Rapid City is a serious thing. Yeah, it, it, you know, there's, uh, there's people that uh, really, really say, hey, this is, uh, we're trying to get the Little League World Series, right? Because Rapid City's done it in the past with the Canyon Lakers, the, the Harney Little Leaguers as well. We've done it. So the stakes are high, yet umpires um, step in and step up, and a lot of these are volunteering. And I've been to a lot of these games. Sometimes there's jeering and there's yelling and there's the whole thing. There's emotion, right? So I had a question. I had a question. If you were asked today, if you were asked today, I find this intriguing. Hey, you, would you volunteer to ump the Little League State Tournament? 
What would your answer be? What would your answer be? So I threw this out, and a lot of people are voting on it right now. A lot of people are voting on it right now. Would you step up and volunteer? We're talking about, so you're not getting paid big bucks here, okay? (laughs) Refs don't really get paid big bucks anyway uh, for some of the stuff that goes on. But nonetheless, you're volunteering, you're giving up your time, and here comes the pressure. Here comes the pressure from whoever in the stands. And, um, you know, we still have folks that step up and want to do this. And I ask my audience, if you were asked today, would you volunteer to ump for the South Dakota State Little League Tournament? What would be your answer? Be honest. Be honest. 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. I want you to be honest. Let's update this poll question. Yes, sign me up, no problem. Or no, there's a lot of pressure and there's no pay. I want to know what the environment is when it comes to, hey, we need officials, we need umps, we need refs. When it comes to uh, uh, something like this, just tell me, would you volunteer to ump? You were asked today, hey, South Dakota State Little League, hey, we need some umps. Would you volunteer to do that? So there's some repeat, uh, some people sending them in here. Uh, listener text, nope. <laughs> okay, that was simple. Um, listener text, um, let's see. If you plan ahead, you can get parents to chip in a few bucks for an ump. Okay, all right, all right. Um, listener text, yes, I would sign up in a heartbeat. Uh, let's see. Um, listener text, um, Okay, that one I can't follow. I don't know which what, which way they're going here. Um, uh, hang on one second. I'm going to work through these. Absolutely, I would be honored to be asked uh, to be an umpire, so I would do it. Uh, listener text, scoreboard. Score, you, what do you mean? You would run the scoreboard? No, I want you to ump. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to behind the plate. I want you behind the plate. Um, let's see. What percentage? We got a lot of votes here. Let's go to the poll. Would you volunteer to be an umpire for the South Dakota State Little League Tournament? Wow. What a spot. What a spot. 58% of the audience right now says no. Too much pressure and no pay. 58% say no. 42% say yes. You can sign me up. What do we think of those results right now? What do you think? Is that is that what you would expect? That's interesting to me. I would. I, I thought maybe. Yeah, that's. I thought it would be maybe uh, right in there. It's not 50-50, but it's 42% says yes. Sign me up. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. I need to answer the question, right? I can't just ask you the question. I need to answer the question. Here's the deal. You clue me in on every rule that, okay, Little League Baseball, I know baseball in and out, but you clue me in on everything I need to know for sure, okay? I I need a review course. I need a review course, okay? So I want to know, has this changed? Has that changed? That that whole thing. You clue me in on that. I've umped. I've refed. I've done basketball, baseball. That's what I've done. I haven't done football. Done basketball, baseball. You clue me in on it. So, so you ask me today, you clue me in on it, I would be willing to volunteer to ump. I would be willing to volunteer to ump, but I've done it before, um, and, I, and I, it's one of those things I don't get worried when fans jeer and fans yell and, and the whole thing, but I've seen it get a little dicey. I've seen young guys, 
When I say young, I'm talking like I've seen a guy that's out there, maybe high school aged, somewhere in there. And, and, and he's out there, state little league tournament over the years, and, you know, people yelling and, and carrying on. It's a tough one, man. It's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. People get wound up at state tournament time. Um, so that's interesting. More votes coming in, and it's starting to change. So if you're running the scoreboard, you wouldn't ump? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> we need umps. You can't just run the scoreboard and, you know, eat Laffy Taffy's. We can't do that. Uh, let's see. Would you volunteer? 59% say no. Too much pressure, not enough pay. 41%. It's gone down a little bit. Yes, sign me up. I'm with the 41%. Just clue me in on the details, and I would step up and do it. I would step up and do it. But um, that kind of tells you where we're at, right? It kind of tells you. You think uh, people are going to sign up left and right? That's actually not a bad number. 41% say they'd volunteer no pay, and they would ump the Little League State Tournament. I appreciate guys that do, which we're going to talk to one this hour. His name's Tom Schoenhardt. We're going to talk to him. He's going to ump Little League Baseball. Why does he do it? Just going to have a discussion with him later this hour. Hang on. First, Ryan Ballinger is in next. I will tell you, the the Open Championship, I watched it, okay? I didn't watch every uh, minute, but I watched a lot of the Open Championship. Cam Smith wins it. He's the number two golfer in the world. Young guy, number two golfer. Do you buy this story that comes out today on this situation? That's next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Great news from Dale's Tire and Retreading. We are now part of the Pops Tire Service Network. Same two locations, new name. Pops Tire is committed to the same great service that Dale's has provided Rapid City. Pops is one of the largest commercial tire and retread dealers in the country. Whatever your tire choice, make Pops your choice. We welcome this opportunity to support and grow with the Dale's Tire customers. Visit your local Pops for all your auto, light truck, commercial, and farm tire needs. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Deadwood's biggest giveaway just got bigger at First Gold Gaming Resort. Our Golden Cash Blast has grown from $12,000 to a whopping $18,000. Now you can win $1,000 in cash every 30 minutes from 5 p.m. till 11 p.m. Saturday nights. Then at 11.30, all previous winners and qualifying players have a shot at the grand prize of $5,000 in cash. The $18,000 Golden Cash Blast on Saturday, July 23rd at First Gold Gaming Resort. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome. 
Welcome back in the Drive at Five on the Nate Brown Show, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group, summitautogrp.com. A hot Monday, as we all know, the Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports Rapid City. A question of the day, South Dakota State Little League Tournament's coming up here in Rapid City. Try to, you know, the road to the Little League World Series starts here in Rapid City. Is anybody going to make it? Rapid City's been to the Little League World Series a couple of times. You all know that. Sioux Falls has been a couple of times. They're in action this weekend. My question of the day is, how about these umps that volunteer for this stuff? Man, they do a great service to our sports community. So I ask you, would you volunteer to ump the Little League World Series if they asked you today? Would you volunteer to ump the high-stakes Little League uh, tournament? Um, I said yes. Just clue me in. Make sure I'm up to speed on all the rules for sure. I know baseball well, but make sure I'm up to speed. I said yes. Listener text just came in. Nate, you better have some tough, thick skin for that South Dakota Little League State Tournament. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to have tough, uh, thick skin for this show. Believe me. Probably even need to be tougher out there on the diamond. Um, speaking of tough, this is interesting. I watched the Open Championship a lot. And it was a great day yesterday. Really, really good stuff. Cam Smith comes from behind, wins the whole thing. His his back nine, his final nine was off the charts. And uh, Cam Smith wins the Open. Ryan Ballingy covering it, thegolfnewsnet.com. Golf analyst Ryan Ballingy back on tonight. Ryan, thanks for your time. How are you? Good, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good. So uh, what was your take on the tournament, I guess? A lot of good play, a lot of uh, great scores Cam Smith coming from behind. Did you see that coming? Well, I was kind of blinded by the fact that I had some money on him. So you did? Uh, I, I wow. hoped that it was possible. Um, I didn't necessarily see a 64 in the cards at back 930 and, and what he did in the process to win the tournament. But I thought it was possible. I mean, McElroy has stumbled in final groups in the past, not only in major championships, but in other tournaments as well. It, it is hard to win with the lead. It's hard to win, period. And so I, I thought it was potentially possible. And, and then once we kind of got to the middle of the round, we, we saw what really unfolded with, uh, with Cameron Smith really turning it on, making everything you looked at, and then the two critical two putts, uh, well, technically one putt on 17, but two uses of the putter on 17 to get around the road hole bunker and make par after a poor second shot, and then a really tricky two putt from just off of the green at 18 to make the, the clinching birdie. I mean, it's, it's the stuff you kind of dream of, right? One of the greatest final nines in major championship history. Okay, so why did you have money on Cam Smith? So that's a great question. So St. Andrews is a little bit more wide open than some of the other open championship venues and certainly more open than a number of major championship venues, particularly in this country. And so for, for Cam, who's not the best, most accurate driver of the golf ball, Having more room to play is a confidence builder. And then add on top of that, he's one of the best lag putters in the world, has some of the best short games in the world. Put all that together, that seems like a, a pretty good formula for a guy who hits it just far enough, uh, hits it just well enough for the second shots, and just has a, a killer short game. Okay, let me ask you about Tiger. Missed the cut, um, you know, just not up to speed. What should we think of Tiger in the near term here? I think Tiger fans are going, uh, how much is left here? I think maybe we see him next time in December. <laughs> um, maybe he plays the PNC Championship with his son Charlie again. I mean, that's been really cool to watch the last couple of times they've done it. 
So I expect he'll continue to do that. But between now and then, I don't know that we're going to see him at all. It, it maybe maybe once uh, at his tournament, uh, the Hero World Challenge, and, and even then, I don't know that he would necessarily give himself an exemption. So I think at this point, Tiger is kind of who he is. I mean, he's certainly not 100%, will never be 100% again. What he is is kind of a shell of his former self between injuries, car accidents, other issues, just age. I mean, all, all those things pile up over time. And what he did at, at St. Andrews was not great. I mean, he was six over through six holes, and the, he pretty much knew he was done and dusted at that point. But I think he came into the week knowing he probably didn't have it, and that's probably why he played so much practice round golf, which is not typical for him when he does does prepare for major championships. I mean, even before the car wreck, he played maybe nine holes one day, nine holes the next, another nine, and that was it. And now that's, that, that wasn't on display at the old course. And I, I think that was a sense that he wanted to, one, enjoy it, and two, he probably didn't have it, so he might as well enjoy the pre-tournament stuff instead of Thursday and Friday being such a stressful grind for him. But the, the scene on 18 on Friday, uh, that that was – Amazing stuff, and I, I think if uh, if you had any emotional investment in Tiger Woods in the last 25 years, that pulled at your heartstrings. Ryan Ballengee on thegolfnewsnet.com. Find him on Twitter at Ryan Ballengee. Um, percentage chance that Tiger can win again? One. Is that right? I mean, I mean everything. I mean everything just has to go right. I mean he has to get better physically which I don't know what his ceiling is, but I can't imagine it's a whole lot better than 75% of what he once was. He's got to be, frankly, basically mistake-free in the way that he plays because he's not as long as the competition is now. He's shorter than everybody else by a fairly substantial margin. And it's got to be at a place where he has a mental advantage, and there aren't many of those. Augusta National is obviously one, right? I mean, he knows that golf course better than anybody that's going to play the Masters in the next 10 years. And then maybe an occasional open championship venue because, one, they play a little bit shorter, two, they're flatter, and three, he's just a really great thinker around the golf course. But I think that we're also starting to see some of the younger players begin to appreciate the value of not just bombing drives and then doing the next shot, you know, hitting the next shot. They see value in plotting out their round, hitting different types of shots, being able to work the ball left and right, up and down. And more top players are starting to adopt that philosophy. That That's a credit to Tiger Woods, but also a problem for him because if they get better at it, then that kind of strips away some of the advantage he has, again, being a great thinker on the golf course. So here it is, Ryan. Uh, Cam Smith wins the Open, and uh, right away in his presser, he's asked about, well, what about Live Golf? You going to go to Live Golf? He kind of got frustrated by that. Is that an out-of-bounds question? I understand why he's frustrated, but I don't think it's out-of-bounds. I think there have been a lot of rumor going around at the old course, even before he won the championship, that he would be signing with Live Golf. So in the moment, I understand his frustration. He wants to celebrate his greatest personal achievement, professional achievement. But at the same time, it's a valid question. And if the you know the scuttlebutt was, hey, he's going to announce this on Monday or Tuesday that he's joining Live, well, 
the next time you're going to see him is not Tuesday. So that was really the one opportunity to ask him in person whether he had any comment on that subject matter. So, again, I get both sides. Journalists doing their job, trying to do their due diligence. And at the same time, Cam Smith wants to appreciate the greatest moment of his professional life. So the reporting today now is... Um, you know, there's TMZ, all these people are saying he is going to go to live golf, $90 million bucks, wh- whatever the number may be. So Cam Smith's going to go as the report. Um, what do you say about that? Guy wins the Open, uh, here goes another one. I've heard a couple of different variations on this, and, uh, of course, the truth is always probably somewhere in between. And there's been so much stuff that's been wrong in reporting about this that I'm reluctant to talk about. Rumor is fact because you never know the truth really entirely. But there's, from what I've heard from a couple of different people, is that Cam had already signed some kind of agreement, whether that's an MOU or a contract, before the Open Championship. So this was already a done deal. And then there's reporting out there from TMZ, whoever at TMZ, it says, well, it, it's in the negotiation phase. It's not done. It's not necessarily imminent. And Maybe it's somewhere in between. I'm sure there's been some negotiation there. Live Golf has reached out to literally every top 50 player, and Cam Smith's one of them. But his price just went up if he hasn't signed on the dotted line. If he hasn't signed for that $90 million, he's probably worth 125 or $140 million all of a sudden because he is the world number two, the reigning Open champion, and the symbolism of telling the PGA Tour, as the players' champion, by the way, their biggest tournament, see you later after winning the final men's major of the year, that's worth some shock value to live golf. So if he hasn't signed, then he's got to be able to ask for more money if he's going to go that path. And if he can still be convinced otherwise, I, I don't know. But uh, there seems to be uh, at least a greater than non-zero chance uh, that he's He's done and dusted, at least after the PGA Tour season. Maybe he'll go through the FedEx Cup playoffs and then make his decision. Ryan Ballinger on tonight. Great stuff. Uh, TheGolfNewsNet.com, his site. Find him on Twitter, at Ryan Ballinger. Uh, from the entertainment side, Ryan, one more on this. David Faraday looks like he's leaving NBC. He's going to go to live golf as an analyst. A lot of people love Faraday. And uh, like Charles Barkley's been thrown around. What about from an entertainment side? I think there's kind of been an, an indication from Liv that they're going to lean into this not being serious golf, that this is going to be about entertainment value and not about championship value. And I, I think that's kind of clever and necessary on their part because they don't have events with tradition and they don't play in places where you really want to play if you're uh, a hardcore golfer. They're just playing golf courses. They're willing to host them more or less. So I think they've kind of got to lean into that, at least in the short term. Faraday has chops, but he's also got a sense of humor that there are plenty of golf fans who like. Um, He was misutilized by NBC after they ended his talk show on Golf Channel, which was really interesting to watch. He's probably not the same quality level of announcer that he was back then, probably for a variety of reasons, but he's a name, and he's a name people will recognize. And at this stage of his career, you know, with an expiring contract or whatever it is at NBC, his, his only option is either to stay with NBC and be in a diminished role, try to find a way back to CBS, which has moved on without him, or 
take on this job. And, and with the Saudi money, I'm sure paying him in a premium, it makes a whole lot of sense for him to do this. So, um, you know, I know my position on live golf is I'm not a fan of it, and I, I wish it would go away ASAP, but I completely understand why Faraday's doing this. Ryan Balanchy on tonight uh, talking the Open. Cam Smith, Faraday. Um, it's uh, never ending. Find him on Twitter at Ryan Balanchy. A good follow and thegolfnewsnet.com. Ryan, always appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Nate. See ya. Appreciate your time. Ryan Balanchy of Fox Sports Rapid City, thegolfnewsnet.com. National golf analyst talking the Open. Um, Cam Smith wins the Open. Number two in the world ranking right now, and the reporting right away today, he's going to go to live golf now. And so my question remains, you know, there's there's a lot of people are on kind of both sides of this from what I've heard in this show. People have responded, texted in, called in. Uh, well, you know, live golf, it's, you know, it is what it is. Not a big deal. I mean, guys are going to go over there and get paid. They're getting paid. They don't even have to win. And so guys are going to do what's best for them and their families and, and that whole thing. It's different than most sports, though. It's different than most sports, um, and golf is different. That that's uh, I should say, live golf is different than uh, most tours. Like right, it it would be like some other league taking NFL players and saying, no, it's not based on you know necessarily your performance here. You just get this money, um, and it's all guaranteed, right? Some people say, well, there's guaranteed contracts now in the NBA and even in the NFL, but that's even been different, right? There's still not a ton of guaranteed NFL contracts, small amounts, but uh, golf is different. It's always been different. You're working your way through the standings. You're working your way to win championships, and that's what Tiger said. You know, He said, well, it's an easy one to just take the money, but that's not gonna ha- you're not going to have a legacy in the whole thing. So, Tigers uh, coming at this after winning and winning and winning, and then you got Cam Smith, who just won his first major, and uh, he might say, "Well, now I can make a hundred million dollars and go over there." So people are on both sides of this. But I do have to tell you, what is the PGA Tour going to do then? What are these majors going to do? I'm talking about. The Masters, I'm talking about the PGA Championship. Because these other Opens, the Open, like we just had there at St. Andrews, you can qualify for that. So the Live Golf guys more than likely can qualify for that. Um, The U.S. Open, same story. But some of these other majors like the Masters, what is the Masters going to do? Are they just going to invite everybody in? The Cam Smiths, the Dustin Johnsons, the Phil Mickelsons, are they going to do that? That remains to be seen. That's the big question to me. What can the PGA Tour do? I even heard somebody say this. Maybe they should take, like, competing interests, like the PGA Tour golfers, against the Live Golf golfers. How about how about that? Now, that would be interesting. I think they already kind of you know, tee that up in some of these majors. Hey, are you rooting for the PGA Tour guys or, or the Live Golf guys? The PGA Tour can't do much else. They don't have the money like the live golf scenario. I don't know. And now Cam Smith wins the Open. Here he is. He wins. And and he might be the next guy now to go to live golf if uh, the reports are accurate today. Coming right back, I want to have this discussion. You know, my question of the day is, I asked you, 
Would you be an umpire for the South Dakota State Little League Tournament if they asked you today? Would you step in uh, those shoes? Well, here's a guy who's done it, and he's going to do it again. Why does he do it? We'll talk Little League State Tournament with an umpire, Tom Schoenhard, next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. From the kennel to the coop, whatever the season, Fleet Farm has everything to keep your animals happy and healthy. From training your pup to sit season, to mastering those retrieval skills season. From clipping your horse for competition season, to keeping the backyard birds well-fed season. And of course, loving your pets like family season. There's a reason people say, if Fleet Farm doesn't have it, you don't need it. Because we have it all. Fleet Farm, built for real life. If you have a Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Volvo, or any other high-end import, you might think you have to take your car to Denver or further for service. Hi, this is Martin from Al's DNI Repair. Don't plan your life around taking your car for service in a town 400 miles away. Bring it to Al's DNI Repair. Our technicians are trained to work on those complicated cars, and we also have the tools and equipment so they have everything they need to make sure your car is working perfectly. Call Al's DNI to set up your appointment at 348-1447. Hey, Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North Lacrosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North Lacrosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza chicken.com no one has a handbook for what we're living through today which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow for decades dakota bank has worked with ag producers through industry economic and regional changes we're committed to agriculture we're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great go with commitment experience and integrity Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in. A busy Monday show. A hot one, right? You can tell it's baseball season. You know that. Middle of summer. Hey, this is the week. State Little League Baseball. You know, we followed this a lot, right? I understand how big it is in Rapid City. All the great teams that we've had. It's been a lot of fun seeing them go all the way to the Little League World Series. Man, that's a big deal, man. That's been a lot of fun. So I've enjoyed it. I played Little League Baseball back in the day. I said Rapid City is a baseball town. I've, I've said that. Little League Baseball is always a lot of fun. This time of year, it's State Little League Tournament. Canyon Lake's hosting. And uh, it starts on Friday if you want to head out to Canyon Lake. I see folks as I go to this each year. I mean, they're just sitting out there in their lawn chairs watching. They don't have kids playing anymore. They're just watching, right? It's really interesting. Um, and then I take this side of it. I said, hey, I, I always appreciate the umpires that step in. A lot of these Little League umpires have been volunteering 
to uh, ump these games. And uh, I say, man, I want to talk to one of them. So Tom Schoenhardt's a guy who's been ump umping these games. And by the way, he did the uh, West River Sub-District Tournament last week. And uh, he's going to do the State Little League Tournament this week. So I wanted to get him on. Tom Schoenhardt's an umpire. Uh, steps in and steps up to uh, help the Little League uh, State Tournament go smoothly. Tom joins us on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Tom, thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for inviting me on, Nate. Well, I wanted to ask you about this because uh, you've been doing this, I think, over the years. I don't know all the details here, but I'll ask you this. Um, umping Little League Baseball. I'll ask you, why do you do it? Oh, I, I really enjoy the game, and it's pure at that age. It's pretty refreshing, and uh, it's uh, it's kind of rewarding in the sense that uh, you get to see kids, you know, that, that go up to the Legion ball and play. So most of the kids that are pushing that sophomore, junior, senior range right now up there, you know, I've umpired some of their games, and it's just fun to watch them grow up and become ball players. Okay, so let me ask you. I, I asked the question of the day to my audience. I said, would you uh, be an umpire for the South Dakota State Little League Tournament? I just wanted to see, hey, who, who would step in and do this? Because this day and age, Tom, you know, I see videos all the time, fans yelling and umpires being called out, and, and some of the bad stuff that happens. I don't see some of that stuff sometimes uh, at our events. I think some of it's uh, been okay, but it has happened. So here it is. The audience, uh, 57% say, no, I would not do it. 57% say, little pay, no pay, too much pressure. What's your reaction to that? 57% wouldn't do it. Why? Oh, I think, uh, you know, you, you get some of those parents each year in Little League that, you know, only have to umpire a couple, three games maybe, and some of them are a little bit nervous about doing it. The rule book is a little bit different. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff in there. It's it's just as much to coach Little League as it is to know the rule book, and I think we try to do our best to know that, but there are times where things come up that you're not really sure, you know, exactly what to do, and you got to give somebody a call and, and ask them if you called the right. Yeah, <laughs> I think about this. I say, you did, I think you did uh, a, a ton of the games last week. So you did a ton of the games last week. You're going to step up and do it this week. Is the environment a little tougher these days, Tom, honestly or not? You know, there's been times I've driven home and I've kind of questioned why I keep doing it um, once this year, and I think probably once a year you feel that, but I've probably been umping, kind of got forced into it when my oldest son was 12 or 10, and, okay. and you kind of have to do your games, and then I kind of got a taste of it. And if you do enough games, and then I kind of took it a little bit more as a passion to learn the game and get better and try to be the best umpire, call a fair game, and uh, it's just you know, it's fun to be out there. I had a kid ask me this weekend. I umpired a couple scrimmage games, 11-year-olds, and I didn't know the kid at second, and I was in the field for the first game. And he turned around and looked at me dead serious and said, who are you rooting for? And it's just comments like that that kind of bring you back. And just, you know, you kind of laugh and you think, all right, you know, this kid's dead serious, but he doesn't realize I don't care who wins. Yeah, right. You're right. I'm playing this thing fair. Uh, by the way, it sounds like uh, Tom Schoenhardt joins us. He's going to ump the uh, Little League State Tournament. It starts at Canyon Lake Friday. It's always a great event. Uh, Harney's in it and Rapid City in the Rapid City uh, Youth Baseball League as well has a team. So you sound like you take it very, very serious. And um, I think fans would want to know that. No? I do. I mean, you, you really – I mean, I've worked hard to – 
you know, kind of develop a strike zone and, um, you know, with these kids. And um, you try to learn the rules. And, when, like I said, when something happens, you kind of want to know if you did it right or not. And if not, at least you'll know for next time. I do umpire some some of the pony games over there as well. I haven't really done much Legion, a little bit of fall ball, but I uh, I much more enjoy watching the kids I umpired at, at, at 22 or 320 and just sit in the stands and eating a hot dog than I would be out there because it's uh, – some of those guys know a heck of a lot more than I do, so I, I'm, I'm much more comfortable at the lower levels, but it's it's your fun. What would you want fans to know? So, you know, I've talked about we have some umpire shortages, um, some referee shortages in various sports. If you if fans go into games, and, and I said you take it serious, what would you want fans to know maybe um, behind the scenes about an umpire, the uh, your approach? Well, I mean, first and foremost, you know, during the regular season and and even, well, more so in the postseason, you know, it's all volunteer. During the regular season, you are paid a little bit of money, but, you know, a lot of us have our own gear, have our own equipment, have our own shirts and pants and whatever, and we're kind of risking getting a concussion or getting hurt. We've been hit a number of times, obviously, back there. But the one thing that fans probably don't see is the kind of the silent communication or the communication that we have before the game and during the game that happens of who's going to take this or who's covering here or infield fly, some of those kind of signals that happen during the game that most fans probably don't even notice. I want to thank you for uh, stepping up. By the way, I, I, I know some fans don't even know, and a lot of these guys here, they're volunteering. So, so they're volunteering to come out and ump a game. I know some of the stakes are high. Teams are trying to win a state title and go to the regionals and the Little League World Series and the whole thing. Um, I appreciate you stepping up. I wanted to shine a light on it and uh, give a little inside peek into umping as we get set for Friday, Tom. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Nate. I appreciate the time. I wanted to have him on. It was, it was spontaneous. Um, I said, hey, Little League State Tournament's coming up on, on Friday, and uh, I, I've had some communication with Tom in the past, and I said, Guys that volunteer and step up to ump, I think uh, we should appreciate it. A little educational side uh, from this side saying, I know things, emotions can run high and stuff. Puts in some time, puts in some work. They want to try and do a good job. And, yes, they're not bad umps. They are volunteering to uh, make this event uh, really, really good. So I appreciate guys like that. Tom Schoenhardt on is going to be umping uh, the games this weekend at the State Little League Tournament over at Canyon Lake, and it starts on Friday. I'm sure we'll see you out there uh, watching baseball. It's always a lot of fun. Good luck to all the teams. Thanks to Tom Schoenhardt stepping up and umping uh, here on the Nate Brown Show tonight. I want to come back with who's hot and who's not. Who's hot and who's not. Deion Sanders making my headline today. Deion Sanders, huh? That's on the way. This is the Nate Brown Show. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. An excessive heat warning continues until 8 p.m. tonight. A heat advisory continues until 8 p.m. tonight. 66 tonight under mainly clear skies. Winds out of the northwest, 8 to 15 miles per hour. 
ample sunshine expected tomorrow. Highs level off around 87. Lows around 63. Tomorrow night, clear skies and quiet. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 98. Hey, families, Rapid City Pizza Ranch South on East Schumer Road is now expanding their Fun Zone Arcade by 3,000 square feet. Yes, they already have the best buffet in town at the Pizza Ranch and now a bigger Fun Zone Arcade with more party rooms. Come for the buffet at Pizza Ranch South and stay for the fun. And this is the place for birthday parties and celebrations. The grand opening of the new, bigger Fun Zone Arcade at Rapid City Pizza Ranch South is July 29th. Hanging with Brian from Anytime Auto Sales. What's this? You got another new product for your arsenal? You know it. We're proud to feature the Bushwhackers and the Bushwhacker Plus campers from Braxton Creek. Bang for the buck, there's nothing out there like these new Bushwhacker teardrops. You just got to see these Bushwhacker teardrops. Got so many options for their size, it's just unreal. They're so cool. With kitchens, coolers, refrigerators, built-in furnace and air conditioning systems, even a shower and a toilet. Got to be kidding. It's unbelievable. Totally self-contained, off-road suspension campers that come with new floor plans and in three different sizes. Ready for a boondocking or a campground, and they're even solar ready, too. You just gotta check them out. These Bushwhacker teardrops. These are so perfect for where we live. It's time for all adventure junkies to head for the hills and do it in affordable comfort. Now at Anytime Auto Sales. They're like nothing you've ever seen before. See AnytimeAnytime.com and as always at the corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales! From the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Boy, we are just packed tonight on a Monday, the Nate Brown Show Live on Fox Sports Rapid City. It is who's hot and who's not every night at this time, brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. They remind you, July 29th, grand opening of the new Fun Zone Arcade, Rapid City Pizza Ranch South. They're expanding it by 3,000 square feet. Come for the buffet, stay for the brand new Fun Zone Arcade grand opening. Rapid City Pizza Ranch South, July 29th. Take the family, enjoy it, get ready. In my who's hot category, I'm going to put Dion Sanders. You know, primetime is the coach of Jackson State now. So he's the head coach at Jackson State. And Dion Sanders announcing today he's going to donate half of his salary as the coach to finish off their new Jackson State football facility. I like it. I know primetime. He's got money. I get it. I get it. Everybody, a lot of these guys have a lot of money. I like uh, Deion Sanders because everyone he was kind of wondering, is Deion just going down there you know, for himself and you know, making a name for himself, the whole thing? It seems like uh, he's doing a lot of good things. Uh, Deion Sanders announcing today. I'll put him in my who's hot. Half of his salary coaching the team. A lot of effort, a lot of time coaching the team. He's going to go half of his salary to finish out the new facility uh, for the guys at Jackson State. I'll take that. In my Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, this is a weird one, and it was totally underreported. The WAC Conference, okay, the WAC, they've announced for basketball they're not going to determine the standings and seedings for their tournament by league record. It was always by league record. Here's your league record. That's your seeding for the WAC Tournament. They've announced they're not going to lose use league record anymore. They just put this out. They're going to use a new formula um, created by Ken Palm. You know, Ken Palm, like, looks who you played, who you didn't play. 
they're actually not going to use league record for seedings. They're going to they're going to use a formula, and that's how they'll determine seedings. Uh, enough with this. Enough with this. It's it's I played you. I beat you in the league. My league seeding should matter if I beat the league. Not my Ken Palm created formula, analytics, PowerPoints, etc. The WAC's actually going to do it. No more seedings on league wins. It's going to be on a formula from a computer. Hmm. Have fun in the WAC. Oh, I, I have an undefeated league record. Oh, sorry. Didn't quite uh, beat enough teams in the non-conference. Sorry. Coming right back tomorrow on the Nate Brown Show. We'll be here at 4. I'll send you to the Odd Couple right now and catch the Nate Brown Show podcast. It'll be up tonight.